0: Listening to Tapped In, Buncombe County's half-hour to empower on WRES 100.7 FM in Asheville. Listen up and get tapped into local important resources, information, and topics. Learn more about the topics of today's show at BuncombeCounty.org. Okay, it's time to get tapped in. Hello, 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 and greetings to everyone who is listening to my voice. This is. Tapped in, and I am your host, Zakia Bell Rogers, and our wonderful co-host Leonard Jones has some things that come up last minute, so keep him in your thoughts. Um, Leonard and I actually work for um, Buncombe County, the Communications and Public Engagement Department, and we do wear capes. And joining us today is Paulina Mendez. See, I was getting ready to put a bunch of letters in there. It's okay. <laughs> with the Buckingham County Family Justice Program Manager and along with Kate Trindole, uh, Dole. I was getting ready to see I'm <laughs> everybody extra letters, <laughs> Outreach Coordinator, and Kevin Long, Lethally Assessment Protocol Coordinator, and they're both with HelpMate. October is the Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and we know this may be difficult a difficult conversation. However, we want the community to know that there is support Re- and resources to assist those who may unfortunately find themselves experiencing domestic violence here in buckham county we have the family justice center as a resource welcome paulina katrin and kevin
1: thank you,
0: thank you. oh it's so good to have you all can you, can you push that door just a little bit kevin thank you <laughs> he has the longest arms in this room okay so I'm gonna ask each one of you all what is your what is your role um, we know your job title but what does that entail and I'm gonna go ahead and let you go to first Kevin
2: okay sure so uh, the lethality Assessment Protocol is a program we manage here at Helpmate uh, so I manage that program which is uh, a lot of different hats but I do a lot of training for first responders uh, law enforcement fire EMS things like that and then when we have people engaged with the uh, with the LAP program, uh, I'll do like callbacks for clients that wanna talk about services, things like that. Uh, and in addition to that, I'm on the outreach team with Katrin, so mm-hmm. we do a lot of events like this and public speaking and education and, and
3: things of that nature. Okay, and so Katrin, we'll go to you next. Yeah, um, so I'm Katrin. Um, I do outreach at Helpmate, meaning that I am kind of in charge of doing all of our uh, professional training on the community, so teaching folks about domestic violence, um, also, talking and, and training uh, in general at the community at large um, on what helpmate does and what uh, victim services are available for survivors. Um, so mostly just providing kind of high level oversight for our volunteer programs and uh, making sure that as many people as possible in Buncombe County know about domestic
1: violence. Yeah.
0: All right. And Paulina? Uh,
1: yeah. I. The way I describe my role is as a communication bri- bridge between our partners at the Family Justice Center and county leadership. Mm-hmm. So while I am a county position, I help coordinate the efforts at the Family Justice Center with our 10 on-site partners, as well as our broader coordinated community response to domestic violence and sexual assault, um, which partially is part of that work in the coordinated community response, is the LAP protocol.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, we're going to go ahead and dive into this, but I think so often we hear domestic violence and the, we hear the word violence first. Mm-hmm. But let's break that down. What is domestic violence? Um, either one of you all could take that one.
3: Yeah, I can talk about DV, so um, I do want to also acknowledge there's a lot of different words that we use to Mm -hmm. kind of describe the same thing. Um, So we can say domestic violence, also commonly we'll talk about intimate partner violence, Um, We can hear gender-based violence. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot of different labels for what is essentially a pattern of uh, power and control happening in a relationship, Um, So, a lot of people think that uh, domestic violence can only happen if you have um, it escalating all the way up to physical and sexual violence, Mm -hmm. but in reality, DV, or domestic violence, is um, mostly about a pattern of one partner in the relationship trying to establish power and control over the other, Mm -hmm. Um, so it's a lot of coercion, it's a lot of threatening. Um, we see a lot of economic abuse so one partner establishing control financially Uh, we see emotional abuse so just kind of verbally uh, berating partners um, using emotional abuse convincing folks uh, that they're crazy which is a word we was gaslighting Mm -hmm. um kind of leveraging privilege of all kinds so essentially when we're talking about DV, we're talking about in our work, intimate partners, one of whom is establishing power and control over the other, mm-hmm. in many, many different ways.
0: Yeah, and, and I'm so glad you know you went into detail of that because we we always think violence physical, mm-hmm. but it it becomes emotional. It can be medical. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and you're probably wondering, well, what does medical look like? And that's the medical neglect. You you want to you want you want to go into. Uh, details on that one?
3: Yeah, so what we see a lot of the time is um, folks being involved with a partner who's also a caregiver. Mm. Um, So when we have that happening, if that that caregiver is also um, using power and control in that relationship, um, that person can prevent the other person from Um, accessing medical services, from um, getting regular medical help, from being able to show up to appointments, Mm -hmm. um, sabotaging the ability to pay for medical assistance, um, just in general, uh, really Mm -hmm. sabotaging all kinds of care in every arena of life.
0: And so there are so many levels Mm -hmm. and so many different ways. And um, I think, you know, it's so, it's so important that we learn about this and, and one of the things I think that we all can agree up that we see the beginning of d- domestic violence even as children mm-hmm. like different things that society um, gives us I know one of those big things like when a little boy would hit you in elementary they would say oh he ho- only hits you because he likes you mm-hmm. and so and I know a lot of us um, have been trying to change that dialogue you know so yeah, anything you want to add Kevin on that
2: No, and it's always good to bring up children. Um, That's a big part of the training we talk Mm -hmm. about as well because it's a big part of preventative care is uh, educating younger folks on what a healthy relationship should look like and then looking for signs of maybe things Mm -hmm. happening in the home where maybe we can intervene. Um, So Mm -hmm. some of the stats we talk about sometimes we know that um, if a child is in a home where they're exposed to domestic violence, uh, we know that like young boys are four times more likely to become abusers. Um, mm-hmm. So, if we can intervene early, we might be able to prevent it in the future. And uh, young girls in the home are four times more likely to become victims. Mm-hmm. Um, so, early intervention is a big part of that. Seeing it in kids, changing that behavior, teaching them it's not okay. That's a big part of what we do as well. Yeah.
0: And you brought up a word, statistic. So, and we always think about um, women being the mm-hmm. victim. We know that there are many different um, um, ways people can become a victim. So, can you all give us the statistics uh, about around DV and um, gender and population?
1: Yeah, so I can shed some light on that. So statistically, one in seven men will experience IPV in their lifetime, Mm -hmm. um, and it's one in three women. What we do know is that as we have intersecting identities, or Mm -hmm. if we're a part of communities that have been historically marginalized, the intensity can increase with that, Mm -hmm. and the numbers and statistics can also increase with that. Mm So For example, LGBTQIA individuals, some of the stats that are out there in the research shows that 50% are more likely to experience IPV Mm -hmm. as opposed to like 35% of white women. When we look at statistics for black women, we're looking at 44%, 45%. -hmm. Um, So I think it's important to be able to just acknowledge that if we are in a society that is layering oppression Mm -hmm. then the impacts of something that can be so isolating Mm -hmm. are going to intensify um same with uh, the latino population i will say because being latina or being latino like that is an ethnicity and not a race Mm -hmm. there are white latinos black latinos asian latinos it is a little more difficult to parse out, but I do think that the immigrant paradox is really interesting. Mm -hmm. And that is that, uh, like, immigrants to this country as opposed to, like, U.S.-born Latina people actually have better outcomes than they do Mm. the longer they're here in the United States. You can see that with IPV. You can also see it with things like infant mortality rate. Mm. um, But I just think that's kind of interesting to note.
0: Mm, okay. Anything you want to add? Yeah.
3: I want to add. Yeah, that's that's so true. So Paulina touches on kind of the the really the meat of what we wanted to express today, which is that um, any kind of. Of level of marginalization that a person is experiencing is going to increase impact of domestic violence. So mm-hmm. that's, as Plana said, it's race, race ethnicity, uh, ability. So that kind of plays in sexual mm-hmm. orientation, gender identity, spoken language, documentation, status, everything. Um, some additional statistics I think are helpful for people to hear. Um, over ninety percent, so ninety percent of homeless women have experienced severe mm. physical or sexual abuse in their lifetime. Um, and we are seeing right now that um, between 22 and 57 percent of all homeless women report that domestic violence is the reason that they are homeless, so actively being the, the cause of their homelessness. Um, additionally, 38 percent of all victims of DV become homeless at some point in their lives, mm-hmm. um, likely as a result of them trying to flee their home and, and seek safety elsewhere, and right now, according to the National Coalition for Homeless, um, domestic violence is the third leading cause of family homelessness mm-hmm. in this country. Um, so we see a big intersection of folks who are unhoused and also experiencing domestic violence, mm-hmm. which is particularly relevant for a city that has like affordable housing um, issues coming up often.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Anything.
2: Uh, the only thing I would like to balance off of something both of them brought up is we mentioned people's documentation status is something that we actually see a lot that I think a lot of people don't realize or see or don't talk about a lot, but that's actually a way people use to control and abuse someone as well. Mm. Uh, a lot of times we'll have so, uh, a relationship where one party is someone who is a, a documented citizen and the other mm-hmm. party isn't, and maybe they had kids together or however, but we see the fear of deportation or the threat of deportation or... Um, things like that used to keep someone under control or to stop Mm -hmm. them from seeking help or make them afraid to call police or emergency services. And we'll have folks that come in and and they've been afraid to come in and talk to us because they've been uh, told to be afraid of the system as a whole so much Mm -hmm. that uh, they're scared to seek help. And and it's a way someone is used to keep them under control because by extension you're telling them I'm going to send you back to another place. I'm going to separate you from your children, your family, everybody you know. Um, And that fear, that's a lot. A lot of times fear is all you need to keep someone Mm -hmm. under control, and that's a big one. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah.
1: And if I can quickly add to that, because that's a really good point. Um, Right now, there's a really cool collaboration happening with Pisgah Legal Services, Mm -hmm. the Buncombe County Sheriff's Office, SEMA, and our voice to look (coughs) at U and T visas. So the letter U and the letter T <laughs> visas mm-hmm. as uh, potential pathways to citizenship or naturalization. Mm-hmm. And those are ex- explicitly for victims of crime. So mm-hmm. just wanted to put it out there. Um, there. There is a possibility of help. So um, just to tie into the immigration status piece. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so <coughs> you, we talked about, you know, you are from the FJC and you are from Helpmate tell us how someone access services in those two areas because the fjc houses a lot of different programs so do you want to go
3: first sure yeah
1: so we are located at 35 woodfin Mm -hmm. um, across from the ymca And we are open Monday through Friday from eight to Mm five. We take walk-ins. You are welcome to come in. And then Helpmate does our coordinated uh, intake and you Mm -hmm. also do intake with reception. So I'll let you know how to plug in. But in terms of the Family Justice Center, you just show up, Mm -hmm. you can show up. Um, You can also call any of the partner agencies under the umbrella of the Family Justice Center, and you can call the Family Justice Center directly as well. And I can give that number real quick. Yeah. Um, it is 828-250-6900. Um, but yeah, we have 10 on on-site partners that are all there to provide support for, for survivors of intimate partner violence, sexual violence. Etc. And under that, uh, sorry. Oh, (laughs) God was going to ask
0: you what was under the umbrella. (laughs) And
1: under the umbrella, um, we have Our Voice, Physical Legal Services. Um, We provide on-site child supervision for people Mm -hmm. that are um, coming through um, our partnership with the YW. We have hca mission forensic nurses it can do a forensic Mm -hmm. exam if you choose to work with law enforcement um, which is every everyone's in choice that comes into the building we have apd and buncombe county sheriffs Mm -hmm. um we partner with mountain child advocacy center as well and i know i'm missing people i have a do this of c- we work with <laughs> HHS um and APS and CPS mm-hmm. and yeah it's I'm I'm so grateful for the collaboration and of course helpmate is a part of that um mm-hmm. uh, and they can speak to more to what their services <coughs> look like. Mm-hmm. All
0: right. and so helpmate you all have been here for about what 44 years now mm-hmm. all right so tell us about helpmate and what how um just tell us about help me. Okay. <laughs>
3: uh, I can talk about how you can access services mm-hmm. or how survivors access services. So, for one, um, most commonly folks are calling our hotline. Um, that phone number is 828-254-0516. Uh, um, also, we see folks coming into our office at the Family Justice Center and accessing services that way. So, mm-hmm. um, if you have the ability, feel free to come by. We are open up for intakes about 8 to 4. Um, and the hotline is 24 365 so there's always a human being manning that line, there's always somebody to speak to, um, so you're welcome to call. Uh, Helpmate has three office sites, so we do have our um, kind of main office operating out of the Family Justice Center. Uh, we also have an office in the courthouse, so for those of you who are considering a 50B or a restraining order um, for a potentially an abusive partner, um, we do have an office there and we can um, talk you through that process as well. Um, so our office at the help, at the helpmate office at the courthouse is right at the top of the stairs. You'll have to be buzzed in. Mm -hmm. Um, so we have the courthouse as well. Folks are accessing us that way. And then we also have an emergency shelter, which is offsite, um, is a confidential location. Mm -hmm. Um, it is a safe house. So, um, folks can be connected to the shelter through either the hotline or the family justice center, but Mm -hmm. we have folks working, um, in all three sites. Uh, Mm -hmm. and our staff is, is practically 24 7 actually yes
2: mm-hmm. yeah yeah 24/7. yeah the other thing I would add to that and occasion covered it really well um, we do work in collaboration with everybody there but if someone does come in to seek helpmate services we're not going to require that they interact with any other partners there mm-hmm. um, so uh, the partnership is a big part of why it works but for example a lot of people don't necessarily want to come in and make a police report they want to come talk to us about mm-hmm. it if you come in and tell something um, you know to us that happened, we're not going to say, okay, well, now you have to talk to these yeah. people. So we do leave that option. Everything is very empowerment-based, and all the choices are up to, to the person that comes in, mm-hmm. and we don't mandate anything. Nothing is mandated. Everything is completely voluntary. You can engage or disengage with us as much or as little as you want. So mm-hmm. we want those folks to be in control of the choices that they're making, but we want to help them make the most you know effective choices they can.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely,
1: and I think just to add to that, the Family Justice Center is one location where you can have access to all of these services Mm -hmm. if you want access to them and yeah to kevin's point it's as much or little as you want you are in the driver's seat and we're holding a, a map to help make those informed decisions um also just in case it's not out there our services are free yeah they're confidential and they are trauma informed which is a fancy way of saying we specialize in, in working with people that have gone through Mm -hmm. some traumatic incidents.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, also with trauma, they think everybody thinks that it has to be like extremely Mm -hmm. horrible. Mm -hmm. And I just want to iterate that trauma is anything that, um, um, interferes with your life that affects you emotionally mentally or physically mm-hmm. and so any of those things even if it's emotional abuse if it's physical abuse or financial abuse those things are causing trauma so feel free to um, give either one of these agencies a call and that is the fjc and that number is 828-250-6900 and helpmate's number is 828 254 six okay so you all said something in your um explanation 50b and some of us are going to be like what is 50b -hmm. and so what can you just give us a um idea of what that is
3: Yeah, that was me, so I'll say Uh, 50B is a domestic violence protective Mm -hmm. order. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's a restraining order that can be awarded for folks who are experiencing um, domestic violence and um, can be a no contact, Mm -hmm. depending on how the judge decides to award it. It can be a no contact order. um, It can help with shared property. There can be like a temporary emergency custody. um, So it's just essentially a Mm -hmm. civil restraining order against an abusive partner.
0: Okay. Yeah. And so... Kevin, you talked about the LAP, L or L-A-P. Um, what other tools do you all use to screen for domest- if, I, if I call, what tools will you use on me um, to um, research my level of danger?
2: Sure. So it, it kind of depends on why you're calling, but mm-hmm. the two most common ones that we use are, um, are the, the LAP, the lethality La mm-hmm. Assessment Protocol, which is, um, which is actually done by law enforcement when they're responding to the scene mm-hmm. of a crime. Uh, and then the other one that we most commonly use is the uh, the danger assessment, which is you know exactly mm-hmm. what it sounds like. It's something we might use if we're trying to assess um, someone's current risk level for you know if they're seeking shelter or emergency services, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a little more in depth than than the LAP is. But a lot of times, if someone does the LAP and they do need shelter, then we can do the danger assessment and kind of keep everything rolling. So mm-hmm. it it all kind of flows together. It's all um, evidence based. You know, we do a lot of research and make sure these are the appropriate tools to use. Um, But those have been very effective for us. They, you know, trauma and violence and things people experience aren't necessarily easily defined by, like, a quantitative number, but sometimes those numbers kind of help give us, like, a shortcut to be like, okay, we need to do something right now, like, this Mm -hmm. is drastic, or the questions we ask lead to answers that give us a more clear picture. So it's never a matter of, well, I called and I only got a score of 15, so they're not going to help. It's, you know well I called and they asked me these questions and that gave us information. Maybe you did only score a Mm 15, but maybe those questions you said yes to were the highest risk questions. So, um, you know, we don't want people to think that it's like a test that you have to pass or fail or be prepared to answer, Um, but it gives us a good idea of of your needs. And then we're, you know, trained and we have a lot of experienced staff that can then hear what you're saying and pick up on the things that you're saying and the questions you're answering and figure out how to get you the help you need in that moment.
0: Oh yeah. So that, that's great to know because I know a lot of times people are so afraid of like having to tell too much information. Can they call anonymously?
2: Sure. Yeah. So our hotline is completely anonymous and it, we really emphasize the confidentiality anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you start telling us something, we'll typically stop you and say, Hey, I, I just want you to know if we say anything, everything is hundred percent confidential. A lot of people have concerns that, um, Someone's going to find out that they're seeking help because seeking help can be seen as the first step to fleeing. And we Mm -hmm. know that when someone attempts to leave an abusive relationship, violence can escalate. Mm -hmm. So we really value that. Um, I've had people call and ask, you know, if my boss calls, are you going to tell them? Or if somebody calls, are you going to explain this to them? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Um, We will never confirm or deny without your permission that somebody called. So it's always anonymous. We have a lot of hotline calls where people just call and say, well... I have a friend that's in this situation Mm -hmm. what can you do for them and we'll talk to them as long as they want and a lot of times they say okay but thank you maybe we'll call back and that's fine too Uh, but we do get Mm -hmm. a lot of calls like that
0: okay so okay so we talked about what type of services that are available you said shelter counseling Mm -hmm. um forensic nurses police reporting children counseling did i miss anything
1: have legal advocacy legal Mm -hmm. advocacy Mm -hmm. and who do
0: you all pair with with that
1: we work with physical legal services and um both helpmate and our voice have legal advocates okay
0: -hmm. well that is awesome to know so um we're almost time to to run out so i'm going to give um everyone just a chance to drill something that they really want um home um to our audience so kevin you can take as much time as you want so go ahead
2: Sure, Um, you know, I think we've covered a lot of stuff. I would like to really re-emphasize the free aspect of everything we do, Um, free and voluntary. So I know we mentioned briefly like the nurse's forensic office. Mm -hmm. Um, They can do a lot there. You don't have to go to the hospital, Mm -hmm. but uh, they can do uh, sexual assault kits there, uh, which can also be done anonymously and they're completely free. So if you think that you may want to report in the future, but you're not sure, but you think you should do something now, Mm -hmm. you can come talk to us at the Family Justice Center. We'll help get that done. Um, you don't have to go to the emergency room, anything like that. It's all completely free. Um, like the counseling services that we offer, uh, again, are completely free. Um, I like to reemphasize that because I've had people call and I'll mention counseling and they'll say, well, I don't have insurance. You don't need insurance. We don't need mm-hmm. anything. It's all completely free. And when we tell people that they want to sign up. Um, mm-hmm. So um, I just want to really reemphasize that. Confidential, free. Those are two of the things we value the most. Um, and yeah, that our staff is really well trained and everybody at HelpMate is on board with the mission and we like what we're doing. So,
3: mm-hmm. um, Okay, I'll jump on. I think the thing that I would like to really emphasize is that um, we really use the philosophy of empowerment. Um, we're really, really interested in centering autonomy, so we're not mm-hmm. interested in telling people what to do. We're not interested in um, trying to coerce people into leaving their relationships. Um, everything that we do is survivor-centered. So. Um, if you are listening and, and this, you know some of these things sound familiar, um, you can just give us a call. I'd love to encourage you to give us a call. Uh, again, everything is free. Everything is confidential. That's protected by state and federal law. So it's not just like a little fluffy thing that's that's mm-hmm. 100% true. Um, you can talk through your situation. You don't have to give us any identifying information. Um, if you want to just process, you're welcome to do that. Um, and then again, just want to reemphasize that uh, there doesn't need to be, the situation doesn't need to escalate so far as to Manifest as physical and/ or sexual violence in order for it to be considered uh, domestic violence, if you're experiencing a high degree of emotional, financial, psychological any kind of abuse uh, or coercion or threatening happening in your relationship and you feel unsafe uh, feel please please feel uh, welcome to call us um, and again, our hotline is twenty four seven so call mm-hmm. at two in the morning if you want to
0: <laughs> Thank oh, you yeah. yeah. I, I knew, um, re- um. People always say, you know, oh, I don't want to bother. I don't want to be a bother. Mm-hmm. But it's so important just to hear somebody say, "I believe you, and mm-hmm. it's it's okay. You're here. I'm here to help you." Mm-hmm. And so, if you're listening and you're going through that situation, you, I can, I, I would, I would bet money on it that when you call HelpMate, they're going to say, "We're here to help." And they're not there to hinder you or stop you from doing anything because you know your situation the best. Mm -hmm. And you know um, whoever whoever is uh, um, causing you harm, you know them better than than that person on the phone. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to tell you to do anything that will put you in danger. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right,
1: Pauline. I think what I would say is just like on a broader cultural level of you, you and this sounds so cliche but it's so true of like you don't have to do this alone mm-hmm. and you're not alone and i think sometimes we define our strength by how much we can tolerate and you you don't have to tolerate relationships that are causing you harm mm-hmm. um and so i want to normalize being able to reach out for support um, I want to normalize teaching our children what healthy relationships look like mm-hmm. and yeah you're, you're not alone in this um, based off the, the statistics y- you can see that it happens to a lot of folks and um, yeah we're here we're here to help yeah
0: well I, I like to before I wrap this up I like to say thank you so much to our guests um, we know that this is a very hard thing to talk about and it's a all- very very hard thing to work in, and I'm so glad that you all are there, and I hope that you all are taking care of yourselves, um as well. Um, again, the FJC is located at 35 Woodfin Street, and that's across from the YMCA and the First um, Baptist Church. Is that it? Mm-hmm. So yeah, the the real big church with a dome, and their number is 828. 828- two five zero six nine zero zero and in that building is also helpmate and uh, you can reach them at eight and they also have information um, on a web page um, on the internet if you google helpmate you you can get on their web page and there's also a button on there if somebody comes up you can exit out of it really quick and and it won't be able to be traced back so just letting you know to be safe Um, I think so often um, we have ideas of what relationships should be and what they are and what they are not Um, but it is important to talk about the things that you expect in a relationship it is important to be honored in relationships it is important to have a voice so if you're feeling like your voice is not present in your relationship and you just want to run some information by someone reach out and talk to someone always tell someone what's going on your doctor um your, your a best friend someone have someone who knows what's going on um, because the thing is once you tell someone you're starting to release that secret because secrets like that cause more damage and cause more illness so as we fall into this new um season i would love for everyone to fall into supporting each other holding each other accountable looking at services within our community there are so many things um, that we can do Um, helpmate is having a a candlelight visual october 26 26 Mm -hmm. and that is to honor those whose lives were lost due to domestic violence Um, If you know someone or if you would like to be there in attendance, please do. And that will be.
3: It's at the Dr. Wesley Grant Community Center. Yes. In the auditorium.
0: In the auditorium. So please, if you can, um, come bring a friend, um, bring four friends, (laughs) but just come out. Remember that we are always one bunkum. And we know that when we work together, we are stronger. Until next time, you've been tapped in. Thank you for listening to Tapped In, Buncombe County's Half Hour to Empower, here on WRES 100.7 FM in Nashville. Learn more about today's topics at buncombecounty.org. Otherwise, stay tuned for more great episodes coming up. <laughs>